A home is not something that you sell on Craigslist or at a garage sale. Surprisingly, some people treat it as such. For sale by owners, kind of like selling up something valuable at a garage sale. You're going to find a buyer. But are you going to find the buyer that's going to pay retail? Are you going to find somebody that's going to shopping and try to get the lowest price they can? When getting the most out of your investment or acquiring a new one, it is crucial to have local market experience on your side. Anybody on our team has more experience than a lot of other folks would have just because of the volume of business. Because when you're a single operator, it's like being a single doctor. Okay, I can handle three patients a year. We experience this hundreds of times a year. A sale, a listing, a home inspection that's challenging, an appraisal getting things done, needing people to come fix something right away. We've just done it so many times that we are prepared for all those circumstances. It's time for the latest episode of the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with Hal Swayze. Here's host James Bueno and the rest of the team to talk about your options when it comes to buying and selling real estate in Slow County. We have Mr. Swayze with us, president of the House Swayze Group. We have our business consultant for the House Swayze Group, Mr. John Turner, a.k.a. JT. We have the CEO of Keller Williams Central Coast, Mr. JP. And a very special guest today, Mrs. Sharon Benedict. Everybody want to give her a round of yeah, applause? Sharon. Yes, for being here. Thank you. Uh, Sharon, Sharon is a member of Team Swayze. She is our listing manager. And how can you give us a little bit of background on Sharon? We say Sharon. Sharon's give a heck meter is super high because she does a lot and you're laughing because we have a different meter. Yes. But uh, yeah, she works really hard. Sharon, we worked together, what, six years now? Yes. Used to be a professional singer. Is that right? You going (laughs) to sing for us? No? You don't want that. Okay. All right. Well, we don't have any singers in the room. I'm glad you're on here because I know what our topic's going to be today. So it's fitting that you're here. Sharon keeps Hal in line. Yeah. Our topic for today is realtor versus real estate team versus FSBO. And what is FSBO? Anybody want to give us that? Good luck, right? Good. No, <laughs> come on. For sale by owner. For sale by owner. I don't know. Right. No realtor. Yeah. No. Should I go with a realtor? Should I go with the real estate team? Or should I sell my house by myself? All three are options. I would say in a hot market, do you need a real estate agent to sell your house? No. I mean, because so many buyers want a house. So that's not the issue. Like in this market, is, you know, it's changed a little bit. But I would say... You, you don't need a, an agent to sell your house. Now, do you need him to get top dollar? Probably. So realtor, I'm a realtor, single licensee. That's how I started. Very common. And it's also kind of like a medical practice. So you can be a doctor and I have a patient come in, but without support, that means my doctor is, you know, taking my blood pressure, making notes, weighing me, you know, doing all this tests and that sort of thing. And, and now it's more common they have someone else do that so that the doctor can focus on what's the information and what's our plan of attack. So single individual realtor, really good option. Team, again, as I mentioned, you know, just becomes more like, okay, um, I started my own restaurant and I did it my own self. I did it my own self. Is that an expression? I did it my own self. It's about right. I, did, yeah. 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 I was on my own. Okay. Well, gosh, I'm, I'm really good at cooking food, but I'm not good at, uh, you know, delivering it to the client. So I need a waiter or waitress. And then it's like, oh, I need someone to wash dishes. We've got more people now. So I need uh, an assistant chef. And then we need to focus on what we do best. So over the years, I've always had people assisting me to focus on the things that I don't do. So Sharon is my listing manager. From the time I take the listing, she helps me to coordinate all the showings, to get the photography done, get it ready for the market when it's escrow, making sure everything's posted properly on the internet, uh, getting feedback, and she and I together work for the seller. So it's kind of like having two people, except for today. (laughs) Usually when I'm with a client, if they have a question and I'm not available, Sharon's getting the questions answered. So every day we're, you know, the two of us working on the sale. Now if I go to a FISBO, 
the thing about for sale by owner is you can certainly do it, but it, it's kind of like you've got this valuable product. Let's say you've got your family watch. And it's an old Rolex or some sort of special watch. And you go, I'm going to sell this watch and we're going to sell it to the garage sale this weekend. I'm sure we're going to find a buyer for that. Yeah. Do you think they're going to get top dollar for that, you know, antique special watch selling it at a garage sale on the weekend? Well, of course not. Probably not. So, so, hey, maybe I'll take it to a watch dealer. They'll have something better. Or probably a better analogy is I can go to Macy's or some nice store and take a watch brand new, perfect, take it out of the box, take it home and go, I don't really like it anymore. I haven't even tried it. I haven't opened the box and the next weekend I want to sell it. Am I going to get the same price that I got at the Macy's or the fancy store? Absolutely not. No, because people come retail because there's a certain amount of trust. There's marketing that goes into it. So for sale by owners, kind of like selling up something valuable at a garage sale. You're going to find a buyer. But are you going to find the buyer that's going to pay retail? Are you going to find somebody that's coming to shopping and trying to get the lowest price they can? Why would someone try to sell a home by themselves? From the consumer's perspective, it's, well, I can, I'll put more money in my pocket. Right. Hello. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the reason. And yeah. here's, here's the first thing that I, I ask someone who's thinking about selling the house. Do they know the mandatory disclosures that require the state of California to sell a house? What if there's something that you don't disclose that causes a lawsuit and you lose every single nickel of equity because you had to go to court to defend yourself? That's what a real estate professional can protect you from. Stand alone that they have uh, can get access to a much, much broader buyer pool so that you're going to get top dollar. They're going to keep you from getting sued or at least mitigate the risk yeah. so that if you do get sued, you don't lose all your equity. How do I mitigate my risk and how do I get top dollar? And you can do both of those things by calling a real estate professional. You know, I've had the experience of being a client long before I was part of the team here. And... Um, I've had a real estate license since 1980, and I wouldn't handle a real estate transaction. I want this team to handle it for me for the reasons you just stated, Jay. And because I've been on the inside now, it's kind of like, you know, I love to eat sausage. I don't like watching it made. <laughs> of course he said that. <laughs> and, and, and I see the hard work that goes on behind the scenes to make these transitions, transactions, I mean, appear seamless to our clients. You have to have people who specialize and you have to have people who have experience. And, and that's, that's why I use these guys long before I was part of the team. That makes sense. Hey, I'm going to say right out, egotistically, I think I can sell my own home. Now, if that house was 200 miles away and I wouldn't do it, I know how to do it. I've done it thousands of times, but I wouldn't do it. Right. Why? You're not I, a steward of that market. I don't know the market. Yeah. Now, even if I live there, right? I don't know the market. I don't know the local nuances. I don't know who the players are. I don't know when an offer comes in. Oh, you know, watch out for this specific occasion. You know, there's a certain amount of knowledge that goes and locality as well. My parents, we just helped them sell their home uh, down in Palm Springs. And my dad was thinking of selling the house himself. I said, Dad, really? Are you kidding me? And so obviously I didn't have much influence, but right. we did get a real estate agent for them. And I said, please, you know, look at, you're going to spend, it was an inexpensive home, but it's a good investment. You're going to get the exposure and you have no business entering an agreement with a buyer. I mean, right. you think about that. I mean, trying to navigate an offer, it's like, oh, you know, well, I can, I can draw my own will. You can until it's actually put to the test. And then it's like, oops, we Miss forgot that. this one thing, yeah. right? Right. So it's, um, you know, not, not to belittle, and I understand why people do it, because there are large dollars involved. I mean, let's be right. totally transparent. Commissions, as house prices go up, that's a lot of money. Is the value there? 
for me, I don't feel like I've done my job unless I've gotten the most the market can bear. And, you know, Sharon kind of laughs at me because it's like, okay, can we do a little bit better without upsetting the buyer? But negotiating the highest price is kind of like a game for me. And, and we take it very seriously that we get that price for those folks that they deserve. And it's just easy to money, slip away money. I mean, that one, two, three, four, five, six, whatever percent can go away so fast in so many ways if you haven't prepared yourself or know what to do. How many members are on your team? And can you tell me what each member does and why you have so many members on your team? At first, when I started in real estate, I was on my own, sold a couple houses, you know. And, um, you know, you get to the point where you're selling 20 or 30 houses a year, then you are, you know, the person trying to find a buyer. You're the person trying to find a house for your buyers. You're the person meeting the inspector. You know, you're the in-person making sure the marketing is done right. You're following up on the showings. It's a lot of hats to wear. So it's not uncommon to hire an administrative person to help you. Two, three years into the business, I got someone part-time, then I had a full-time assistant. And then it turns out that you know, you, you can work with a buyer for four or five months. And when people hire you to sell their house, you have to spend a lot of time making sure they're taken care of. So I brought on someone to help with the buyers. So now we get lots of wonderful referrals, which we love and people find us online. So now we have, you know, usually three to four great buyers agents that help us out on the buyer side. So they specialize in that process. So it's way different to help someone find a house, negotiate the best price and work with a buyer versus marketing a house. Right now we have three great buyer's agents, Graham Baldwin, got Winna Gill, and we've got Jordan Knauer, and they're all doing phenomenal work. And then we have Dakota Bailey, our escrow manager. So all he does from the time that house goes in escrow is make sure the buyer's being followed up on. Are, are the loan docs getting prepared? Are they getting the disclosures they need? Okay, we had the inspections done. Are we following up with the lender? Are we following up on all the reports that need to be done? It is a full-time job. And he's very detail-oriented and very suited for the job. And now we have you that we've hired. So James is our marketing director. We've brought all our professional photography in-house, all of our online marketing, Facebook, social media, our huge database of you know 11,000 people that send us referrals and ask us about real estate. You know we're communicating what's happening to them, and we've just brought on one other person, Christina Pay, who's great. Christina has, has worked as a sole assistant for other agents in the community, so she supports Dakota and Sharon. Okay, and of course I, I didn't say her name, but Sarah Humes is our wonderful. You know, thank you, Sharon. Yeah, I was going to get hung up. Sarah's <laughs> phenomenal in making sure that I'm doing what I'm. Supposed to do right. managing my schedule etc so that's a long explanation for a big team and then we have a business consultant sitting right next to me john turner who brings right. 40 plus years of sales management coaching and yeah. culture and you know the culture in this company wouldn't be where it is right now without this gentleman right here well the key is to surround yourself with people who are smarter than you <laughs> and uh that's you uh, and the key is to surround yourself with people who have strengths where you have weaknesses. And so when you look at this team, that's what Hal's done. He has surrounded himself. Obviously, Sharon's in the room with us here. I'd rather have Sharon handling the, the listing after Hal has taken it. I'd rather have Sharon handling all the details behind getting that house ready to, to go on the market because right. she's better at it. I think you would admit that, right, Al? Absolutely. And then once it goes into escrow, having Dakota handle the escrow, we, we have Dakota there because he's better at it than, than, than you would be, yeah. right? Because that's his expertise. Yours is getting the house listed. Yeah. And, and we can say that for every position on the team. We have people in that position that are better at it than the owner 
because the owner was intentional about creating that. What we've tried to build is a system that's, that's bigger than an individual. So everybody knows their job and their strength, and we do have that system for sure. And it's interesting, a friend of mine's an oncologist in town, so he has a medical assistant, and so it's like he comes up with, this is the plan, so we have a marketing plan. And then Christina, for example, in, in that medical situation says, okay, I'm gonna have this test done, then we're gonna have this person come in, we're gonna, he quarterbacks it. So there's somebody there to make sure it's being done, and then the feedback comes in, and then you know we help. So when I can move the needle, we're negotiating a contract, I do it, we're talking about changes we might wanna make in the marketing, we do that together. So it's fun, because we have a great group of people that really care, and at the same time, we have the systems in place, and everybody's very experienced. I mean, anybody on our team has more experience than a lot of other folks would have just because of the volume of business. Because when you're a single operator, it's like being a single doctor. Okay, I can handle three patients a year. We experience this hundreds of times a year. A sale, a listing, a home inspection that's challenging, an appraisal getting things done, needing people to come fix something right away. We've just done it so many times that we are prepared for all those circumstances. So, so Jay, uh, if I have this correctly, or I'm close, last year in the county there were a little over 3,000 transactions. A buyer side, a seller side to each transaction, you got 6,000 real, real estate sides, sure. right? There are over 2,000 agents in the county, so the average agent does less than three. Uh, yeah, it, it, there's the old Pareto principle, right? 80% of the business is done by 20% of the agents. There's only, in, in my opinion, about 850 of them that make enough to live on. You know, everybody's got their own lifestyle, um, but there aren't a whole lot. Out of the 2,000 agents, less than half of them are, are making enough money to, to, to even come close to the median household income. So I have a choice. I can sell the house myself. You can. I, I, can, I can run the sell risk the house. I can sell my house with an agent that might do one or two transactions a year and may know just a little bit better than me. Or I can hire a professional that does it hundreds of times in a year and knows what's going on in the marketplace, right? Experience is probably the one key element because no two transactions are the same. And you learn something new through the experience of each one. One of my observations um, from a 10,000 foot view of looking at Hal's operation and everybody on the team is he's closed the gap. To get licensed in real estate, you take three courses online and pass a state exam. The business acumen is what, what I coach to and train to at Keller Williams, but Hal has, a, an, has the uh, business acumen that takes um, himself to a position where he's driving a bus that is closing thousands of transactions over your career. He's got the right people on the bus, but what's more important, not only the right people on the bus, but they are in the right seat. Everybody's got a preferred behavioral trait, things that we do in such a way that we enjoy it. And if that's what you do, you don't feel like you're working at all. And every person that I've met on Hal's team is in exactly the right spot on the bus because they love what they do. And it shows because of the client care, the repeat business. Um, I'd venture to say um, you know, 90% of your business, Hal, comes from past clients in your sphere of influence because they've had such an incredible experience with you and your team. What's the process of just an age, a, a regular agent that's not a part of a team? Well, what do they go through? They're, they're trying to do it all. They've got to do it all from start to finish. I, I liken it to like, you know, um, Luigi, you're the best bread maker in town. He's got the best bread on earth, right? If Luigi was responsible for um, tilling the soil, planting the wheat, taking care of the wheat as it grows, um, pulling out the weeds, making sure that it isn't getting overrun, poisoning gophers, harvesting the wheat, 
taking it to the mill, turning it into flour, transporting the flour to the to the bakery, and then and then baking bread. Would Luigi have any time to bake bread? Yet the life of a realtor, that's what they're doing. Their database is the field, and they're taking care of them. They're giving them the information that they need. Um, they're making sure that they're not getting false information by the media or anybody might give them false data. Then when they say, listen, I'm raising my hand to buy, sell, or invest, that's the, they're, they're now being walked to the mill uh, so they can go through that process with the whole team of professionals. And by having all the people in the right place, there's somebody tilling the field. There's somebody um, working the mill. There's somebody doing the transport. There's somebody baking bread on this team. And so you've always got that quality product each and every time. Simple question. Does it cost more? Does it cost more to go with the team? No. The commissions are, I mean, they're all negotiable, but it's the same. Basically, you get, you know, a handful, six, seven, eight people working for you for the price of one. There's discrepancies, of course. Every transaction is different. But, yeah, it's about the same. But I get worried because you, you said if I'm driving the bus. If I'm driving the bus, we're in, we're in actual yeah, danger. You're leading yeah, the bus. Yeah, that's sure. why we have yeah. a team. So if I'm not driving. Yeah. I love it. But I, but I think the, 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 the question that we started with is, you know, you got three ways to sell your house. Which one is best? If I look at the data that we have for the last year plus, if I have this right, the, the – the sellers in the market have been pretty fortunate in that most sellers are selling their house for a little bit above asking price. Is that right? And and if yep, I think that I think if I remember yeah. correctly, the average was about 103 percent of asking price. Yet, if you listed your house with this team, you were getting 107 or 108 percent of asking price. So let me ask you the question: Do you want 103 percent or 107 percent? So the conversation you and I were having earlier, you said it was cheaper to go with a team. Is this what you're talking about? Well, no, it's not cheaper. It means it just means you net more money. Nice commercial. Thank you for that. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Well done. That's the bill job. is on your desk. <laughs> I'm happy to be on the bus. Yeah, yeah I know. Right? Right? Yeah. yeah. Who's driving? Yeah. Not me. Thank you for listening to the House Wazy podcast. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. It comes out every Monday, so check for it in your feed for the latest information on the San Luis Obispo County market. The Slow County Real Estate with House Swayze podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and on housewazy.com where you can find current listings and other real estate tips. Housewazy.com, that's H-A-L-S-W-E-A-S-E-Y.com. I am James Bueno, Director of Marketing for the House Swayze Group. If you're looking for anything real estate, give us a call, 805-781-3750. On the next episode of the Slow County Real Estate with House Swayze podcast, we'll catch up on market trends specific to Slow County. Here's the big question. Is it a bubble or a shift? It's not a bubble. Here's the reason why. We simply do not have enough homes. This inventory issue we're dealing with didn't happen overnight. It's taken years of underproduction of homes. And our population isn't going backwards, it continues to grow. So this housing shortage is not gonna change. Therefore, it's very unlikely that we're gonna have a pop in prices or a bubble drop with a lack of inventory. Al Swayze is a licensed California real estate broker. DRE number 01111911. The Slow County Real Estate with Hal Swayze podcast is a production of AGM Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.